I phased out of almost every area of Bigger Pockets that I had been in. Uh, in fact, I heard a quote, and this actually probably changed my life more than almost any other quote in the world. And I don't even remember who said it, but it was a billionaire who was asked the question, why are you so successful? And his answer was, because I'm a quitter. And, and the interviewer said, well, what do you mean? He said, because everything I do in my business, I find a way to quit it so someone better than me can do it uh, and I can move on to the next thing. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is a special mashup episode of three different past interviews where we're going to dive deep on the concept of vision, of identity, and operating at a higher level of consciousness. We're going to get into the weeds on energy and identity and all this stuff, which I think is... I think is an important time of year, early 2023, just after the new year for us to get into these conversations because we're all trying to maybe vibrate at a different frequency as we go into a new year. It's just fresh and resetting and whatever, all of that good stuff. So I'm going to go through three different episodes and I'll give you I'll give you a quick setup and then we'll go right into them so you can all glean what I hope you get from this episode, which is how to get yourself clear on vision, shift identity and elevate your consciousness in order for you to achieve whatever it is you want this very year. These are concepts that I'll admit I didn't understand in the moment when I was interviewing these three men and their concepts that have come back to really serve who I've become, where I'm going and everything. Thanks in large part to having at least the memory of these interviews rolling around in my head. And it felt appropriate to do a mashup interview with these three guys right off the jump. Remember, go to GoBundance.com and apply for any level of membership from Emerge Supercharged all the way up through Champion. We've got a community for you. Be sure to go to GoBundance.com and put your name in there. If you're looking to join Emerge Supercharged, we're about to launch our February class. It's 1500 bucks to enroll in our eight-week accelerator. Speaking of vision, get clear on that. Get clear on your goals. Get yourself unlocked and accelerated into 2023 go to emergesupercharge.com and you can enroll for our february class space is limited so jump in on that now let's dive into these interviews the first interview is with a guy named dr richard schuster i interviewed him back in park city it was a live interview i had no idea who he was he was sitting over in another podcast booth doing interviews at the same event and we just got to talking and i learned about his backstory and i was absolutely floored. So I asked our engineer if we could clear space and bring him in to do a 30, 40, 50 minute interview with him. He was gracious enough to do so. And we dove deep on the concept of vision. And even to the point where when you think about visualizing, what do you visualize? Is it outcome? Is it process? Is it individual steps? The whole nine. We went through an entire exercise because he leveraged vision to physically heal himself. Check this out. Visualization is really interesting because the brain can't differentiate what you're seeing in your mind's eye, so to speak, from, from reality. So there was a really cool study, and I don't remember what year this was done, but they took two high school basketball teams. And these were, you know, not teams of kids that were going to play D1 basketball at Michigan State or Duke. These were just average kids that played basketball, right? right. And we're right. probably never going to do anything beyond that. And so group A would just, they'd practice and do their thing like normal. Group B, they visualize, they would visualize before every game, they'd close their eyes and they'd practice shooting free throws. They'd it, see themselves, the in ball their in their right. brain, yeah. the ball going in over and over again. 
consistently, and they track these two teams over the course of the whole season. And again, it's not like Team B had you know ninety percent free throw shooters, and we're just there. Like yeah. Team B consistently shot free throws at a radically higher rate than Team A. Um, they've done examples with runners where they have visualized them, you know, finishing at a certain time. They finish at a certain time. So the mind does not care. Like if you're feeding it good, you're feeding it good. You know, there's a part of our brain called the reticular activating system, which basically is kind of like radar. Like think about, you know, the Terminator. Yeah, and remember yeah. that scene where Arnold or the Terminator was in the bar and then it would like, he was like scanning the environment, yep. right? Yep. So that's what your reticular activating system does. It looks for things in your environment to pull towards whatever you're focused on. So if you're visualized and focused on really amazing things happening to you, that's what you're pulling towards you. You know, a great example I like to use in describing this is let's say you get a new car. Let's say you get like a toy. You got a, Jamie gets a brand new Toyota Camry, right? Isn't that sure, fun? Like sure. you're, you're a down to earth guy. You want a Toyota Camry. Yeah. And so you're, Rocking down you know, the highway in your, your Toyota Camry, driving up there in Michigan on I-94, wherever you are. And so... Six. Oh, 96, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've been up there. Yeah, yeah. And, and so... <laughs> it's not, And you, you're you now noticing all the Toyota Camrys on the car, or sure, on the road, on the right? Road. Yeah. It's not that all of a sudden there's more Camrys on the road, but your mind is bringing awareness to that. Yeah. Now, the other piece, you know, with respect to the healing piece... It's interesting. So the, so the woo-woo stuff, now I, I'm not a quantum physicist, okay? So this, that's beyond the scope of what I can intelligently speak about. That's a little bit more Joe Dispenza, Joe Dispenza than me. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, he, he had kind of a similar deal, right? And so, you know, the uh, we're learning more all the time. But what we used to think was woo-woo and hippies and crystals and nonsense mm. There is actually science behind it. Sure. And so, you know, the power of the mind, you know, is really quite remarkable. And, you know, for me, I was already, when this happened, entrenched in a, in a heavy visualization process. And so it was kind of easy for me to go there. In fact, I saw it. I was like, okay, like I'm taking control of my healing. Like mm-hmm. I am 100% going to get there. And this is how I'm going to do it. I didn't know I would do it in two weeks. Sure, uh, sure. Admittedly, like that was that was kind of nuts, you know. Were you visualizing outcome or process, though? I both, wonder about both. that. And is that do you recommend that, or have you done that? Because I think I visualize in most my people practice, do outcomes. Outcome. Everybody does outcomes. Yeah. Like they see themselves, you know, having the house or having the zeros in the bank account. Um, I historically have done outcomes too. Sure, sure. But in this instance, it was both. And you know, maybe that made a big difference. Brandon Turner, we all know him from Bigger Pockets, Open Door Capital, and of course he's a longtime GoBundance member. He's an incredible guy. He's a guy that I had the, the privilege of getting to interact with individually at t- from time to time. He's given me incredible advice, never steered me wrong. And in this episode, we had a really great conversation from the jump on why he left the Bigger Pockets podcast, which was a year ago now. Crazy. And he gave an incredible answer that shifted right into identity. And we took that and ran with it. We took the identity train and just took it down the tracks because it's such an important concept. He talks about when he removed himself, even for a moment, for like a sabbatical from the show, 
how his identity he realized was so wrapped up in it. And it just made me realize that even though I've made a lot of moves in my life, you all have heard me talk about it, leaving the job. I did shift my identity, but then my identity became something else. It's like, it's like, you know, I, I, I unlocked from this and that stickiness went and locked over here to another identity. And whether or not I want to stay with that identity is what I have to decide. Anyway, getting in the weeds, check out Brandon Turner's discussion on this particular point. It's going to land for you. And it's amazing to think about him now, what he's doing. If you've seen some announcements about the work he's up to now, this episode will land with you. Go back and listen to the whole thing, but check out this segment. Let's start with the Bigger Pockets podcast. So you recently okay. left, and we're recording this early February 2022. Uh, you ended, I think, the last one you recorded was late December. Maybe a broadcast recently. I'm not even sure to be honest with you, but yeah. that's a big decision, man. You were you were a stalwart there, man. You were the Bigger Pockets podcast, in my estimation. I'll just say that for me. I can't say that for everybody. David's amazing too. But Thanks, man. what was the decision there? Like, why? Why? Let's start with why leave. Yeah. Um, why leave? A couple, a couple of reasons. Number one, I, so first of all, I'll say this, I love bigger pockets, always have, always will. I mean, sure. I got my start. I didn't start bigger pockets, the uh, the website, Josh Dorkin did. Uh, I started the podcast with Josh uh, and then continued it after Josh left. So uh, my, my, uh, the best way I can say it is this, like my, my personal real estate and wealth building path has closely followed and been intertwined with bigger pockets for the last decade. And, yeah. and it's been an amazing thing. Uh, I was what you'd call an entrepreneur inside bigger pockets. So I, I mean, like I started just editing blog posts, but I was just like built stuff like, Hey, let's do a podcast. And then Josh was like, all right. And, and we did that. And it was like, Hey, let's do webinars. And we did that. And I, I would build these little systems inside bigger pockets. Now in the beginning, I didn't know anything about marketing or business or computers or internet companies or tech or anything. I didn't know anything, but I just figured it out. And I found I had a knack for it. Uh, and I really love bigger pockets. I mean, they're helping millions of people achieve uh, wealth and financial freedom. The problem with the podcast, now I, I've, I phased out of almost every area of bigger pockets that I had been in. Uh, in fact, I heard a quote, and this actually probably changed my life more than almost any other quote in the world. And I don't even remember who said it, but it was a billionaire who, who said, who was asked the question, why are you so successful? And his answer was, because I'm a quitter. And, and the interviewer said, well, what do you mean? He said, because everything I do in my business, I find a way to quit it. So someone better than me can do it uh, and I can move on to the next thing. And so I took that as like my like mission at Bigger Pockets is I would build something and then quit it and get somebody else to do it who was better. I'm really actually not very good at anything. So the one thing I never could quit was the podcast because I love the podcast. I love interviewing people. I love talking to people. So what finally happened was I just got to the point where I was spending so much time. We're doing two podcasts a week. We're going to bump up to three, maybe four. And it takes a lot of prep work and time. And I got two little kids at home and I was like, you, you know, I started just feeling that that pressure of like trying to balance kids and family and then open door capital, which is my real estate company. We'll probably talk about that later. Blue, I mean, it just blew up like in a way that I would never expect it. I was hoping to buy like my big, hairy, audacious goal was $50 million of real estate by the end of 2021. We ended up closing the year at $300 million in real estate. Uh, and most of that came the final year. Like it just like hockey stick curved up. So here I am trying to balance opener capital's wildly successful investment company, family life, surfing, jujitsu, and the podcast. And after almost a decade of the podcast, I finally decided I'm going to take a little break. And I was like, I'm just going to take a little month off. 
And once I tore away my identity from the bigger pockets identity, just even just a month, like I told myself a month and it, within like a few minutes of saying that and being like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take a month off. Cause I'd never really taken any time off. All of a sudden it was like, Oh, like I'm my own person. And then there's bigger pockets. I could maybe take three months off. What if I did that? What if the, like, maybe they don't really need me because sometimes in a business, like we feel we're so important and like, Oh, they need me. Uh, they don't need me. I mean, yeah, people like me on the podcast, but now since I've left bigger pockets podcast actually dramatically improved. It's now the number two business podcast in the world behind only Dave Ramsey, which is nuts. And that's since I like, yeah, that hurts my ego a little because they're doing better now that I'm gone, but it just shows like I'm, but wasn't that important. So anyway, identity ripped away. And I was like, what if I just took like a year off? What if I just took indefinitely off and just said, Hey, I can always go back and jump in. But what if I just focus on family and focus on open door capital and a little bit of jujitsu. And, and that felt really good. It felt light. Have you heard that phrase light and heavy? Jason Drew no. has talked about that. I, oh. Yeah. No. Changed my life is this concept of does it feel light or does it feel heavy? Mm-hmm. So does it feel light? Meaning like when you think about that action or that task, does it feel like, Oh, yeah, that feels good. Or does it feel like, oh, like I can tell you, and it's not hard or easy, right? When like, I got a contractor buddy from back in Washington state where I used to live. And he's been trying to talk to me for the last couple of days. And every time I see that text of like, Hey, are you free right now to talk? I'm like, oh, heavy, heavy. Even though it's a super simple thing. Like it's super easy, but it's heavy. But if it was like, Hey, can you analyze this 87 unit apartment complex? I'd be like, yeah, that feels good. It feels light. So anyway, so it finally just when I thought about leaving, leaving the podcast, leaving the internet, the internet uh, education world, and just focusing on family and, and open door capital, I just felt light. And that's just uh, when I when I feel light, that's what I want to move toward. That's interesting because I, I think about you know when you talk about identity shift, like you know my story yeah. is I was an employee forever. Yep. And I identified as this executive and growing through this company mm-hmm. and everything else like that, and then having to sever that and change that was the hardest thing I've ever done, but the best thing I feel I've ever done. I'm how right do you, with you? How would you advise somebody on that? Like when they're at a point where they can feel that their things are a little bit heavy, and maybe something yeah. else that they've built or something they're going toward is light. Is it that? Is it sitting down and kind of auditing? Well, what happens if I stepped away? I don't know. Like. Yeah. I struggle with like, how did I get there? I went through breakdowns to get there, mm-hmm. right? Like it was yeah. in tears, like what's wrong. Yep. I can't sleep Same. and all that. I mean, it doesn't sound like you went through that. It sounds like you went through a fairly, you know, I don't want to say it was an easy process, but for you, yeah. it was just sort of a, uh, here's a consideration. Then you grew on that. How would you advise somebody on, on that identity shift to change their life and grow in a different direction? Yeah. A couple of things. Uh, one comes from Tim Ferriss. He says in the four hour work week, something about doing a like worst case scenario analysis. I think is what he oh, called uh, it or something like that. Right. Fear setting. Or, fear setting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what's the worst thing that would happen? Like tell me your worst fears. Like, you know, you end up like losing your house and your job and your dog and your girl run, runs away. Like it was like this whole like thing. Right. And in reality, the, the, the worst case scenario is usually not very bad. So that's the first thing I, is, is think about like what really could happen if you left, like, could you get another job again, doing something similar? And if you don't, if you're feeling heavy at the job anyway, but you're making good money, could you, you know, could you survive on less money? So first of all, that worst case scenario analysis, I like doing. Uh, number two is I worked through my issues with a performance coach. So my coach is Jason Dries. I think you've talked to him before as well. Uh, Jason, like, and I have talked for five years now. And so I didn't do it alone. And that, that would be the advice is don't do it alone. 
Like find a friend, a, a, a mentor, a performance coach, a therapist, even find somebody to work through the, cause it, it is a process to work through. And then the third thing is like I said earlier, I had to rip that identity away just an inch. Like I didn't have to separate a mile. I just had to rip it an inch. So for me, it was take a month off. Maybe that's the same for you. Take a month off. Maybe it's take three months off, but just tearing the identity a little bit oftentimes then leads to, like, I could not have gone from Brandon on the podcast every single week, never misses an episode to I'm a hundred percent not on the podcast anymore. That was too big of a break for me. Just like for you, it was probably too big of a break to go from Jamie, the executive, the guy who's been at the company forever to entrepreneur. It's just a, it's such a huge tear that, that it's, if you can find a way to make the tear smaller, uh, it's better. And I actually did that at Bigger Pockets. Honestly, like over the last several years, I have been tearing that more and more. Like I stopped being an executive. In fact, I stepped down from like leadership a year ago where I was like, I, and I, I literally said to the team, I was like, I don't want to go to meetings anymore. Just period. If it's a meeting, I would not like to be there. And they were like, oh, okay, that's cool. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah, I mean, if, that, if you don't like it, don't do it. And I was like, okay. So the, it, would, it already started like a year ago where I stepped out of the leadership and I was just the podcast guy in it. So anyway, you can step down. You don't have to tear it all at once. When you made this decision, and that's great advice, by the way. Uh, and actually it resonates a lot with when I think about what what ended up happening for me, it was all those things. I just did it through chaos and craziness, <laughs> which is my, my general way of being. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Um, but for you, for you, when you made that decision, finally, what was the hardest conversation you had to have with who? Oh man, uh, Josh Dorkin. So even though Josh had already left, so Josh was the founder of bigger pockets back in the yeah. day. Uh, but actually I told Josh and Scott, who was CEO now, bigger pockets, I told, and, and Scott is one of my best friends. Josh, one of my best friends. I love these guys to death, but I actually told them in person while they were sitting on my front porch or my lanai, as we call it here in Hawaii, we're just sitting there chatting and, uh, yeah, that was like, my heart was like, uh, again, Josh had already left several years yeah. ago. So it wasn't like I was doing anything inappropriate or crazy. Like I was just doing what he did. Uh, but I just knew it was going to rock the rock, the boat, uh, quite a bit, but here's the truth about bigger pockets and about everyone listening about wherever you find yourself, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're working at a business, like it is very hard to grow a business that is completely dependent upon one person to be the linchpin as, uh, as Seth Godin calls it, like being a linchpin is amazing. Like I was a linchpin at bigger pockets. I like, I could command what I wanted. I could say, I don't want to go to meetings anymore. And like, what are they going to do? Right. Because like, I'm, I'm such an important person. Uh, there's a great book out there called so good. They can't ignore you. It's all about just being, becoming that person that a company relies on now as an employee, amazing position to be in because you can ask for a lot. You can truly get a four hour work week, if you are so good that they can't lose you at any company whatsoever, which is why I push so hard and David Green is the same way. And I know you are as well. Be so good at your job that you are indispensable. Like really like it rather than the, the uh, when people are thinking financial freedom, what they the, the natural inclination of people I know tend to do is they tend to get really crappy at their job. They like check out and they're like, well, I'm just going to, you know, do the bare minimum just to escape by because I don't like this crappy job anyway. I say the opposite, become amazing at your job and you can negotiate for flexibility. If you're not familiar with Preston Smiles, this is one of the most impactful coaches and thought leaders that I think is out there. He's well known in some ways and not well known in others. But what I love about Preston is he is 100% true to himself and he's so in touch with his inner being, his consciousness and so on. 
We talked about a story about a woman who died in his arms randomly. He was in this spot at this time, in this moment when this person had their life taken from them. And he takes us through how that was a game changer. I think we literally call it game changer. If you watch the YouTube video, that section of it, he talks about the game changer that it was, but how that also elevated his consciousness. And when we talk about vibrational frequency, if I could get that out, vibrational frequency, uh, elevating your frequency, being in tune with something at a higher level. Some look at that as woo. I look at it as science. If we're all atomic, we're all made from the same stuff. And we agree that there are these invisible things like Wi-Fi signals and radio waves that things have to tune into that. I believe consciousness has frequencies as well. I believe that energy is out there. I mean, my dog can feel when I'm mad. I haven't said or done anything, but that they can feel my energy. It's real. So elevated consciousness is a topic that I think doesn't get enough play because certain people dismiss it as some sort of voodoo science. Preston will convince you otherwise. Check out this incredible segment that we did from the Pre Preston Smiles episode. He is amplifying lives. That's literally his book, 33 Ways to Amplify Your Life. And I think he'll amplify yours going into 2023 by simply listening to this section. Enjoy. So this woman I, I, yes. hit by a car, I believe, right? So she was yes. she was hit as a pedestrian and she literally dies in your arms, yep. from, if I understand the story. Tell me about that for you. Like, what did that do? What did that mean? How did that game unlock? Changer. Did it anything? What is the game changer? Game changer. That one, that one for sure catapulted like pure fire under my ass after that moment little bit of backstory at that time i was enrolled in uh, a program around embodiment and somatic the somatic nervous system like what does it mean to tap into the wisdom of the body this is stuff i teach right now um, in my various programs um, but at the time, I was just fully in student mode. This is 2017. 2017. Maybe. You can look it up online while I'm talking. You, it, there's articles on it. Amelia yeah. Stir Rental. Amelia Stir Rental. Got it. At the time, I'm in this class. Every month, I drive to Ojai, California, and I go deep with this master in this particular realm named Scott Cody. So we had been working on just what it feels like and, and to listen to the body, right? To get those intuitive hits, whether it's actually a thought or it's a, 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 a sensation. What, what does it look like to really listen, to be tuned in as a man? Because going back to hunter and gatherer, the hunters had to be tuned, fine-tuned, listening, listening with all senses. Right? Listening with, with a soul, right? What is occurring? Where is this animal? And what, does, what dance are we in? When we think about the San Bushmen and all these different beautiful hunter and gatherer um, communities and cultures. So I had been in that course. It was a nine-month course. And we had been working on that the whole time. And I met up with a friend. And as soon as we sat down, my intuition said, get up and go. And I was like, what? Right? I'm having a conversation in my head. He's talking. Hey, Preston, how you been? X, Y, Z. Oh, man, I haven't seen you in so while. So good to see you in here in New York. What are you doing here? In my mind, I'm having a battle because my, I literally know that I'm supposed to get up and go. It's like, go, go now. 
go now. And I'm like, what? I just said to what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Um, and so I listen and I say, bro, I hate to cut this short, but something's, I got to go across town. I got to get some boots from Barney's or whatever it was. Um, Neiman Marcus Barney's one of those. <clears throat> yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, well, there's this one and there's this one. And I was like, uh, I think it's this one. And so I rushed to the train. I go down the little steps and it says, as I see it, I see the, the one I'm supposed to be on going past. I'm like, ooh, missed it. But I trust, right? I didn't know. I knew, but I didn't know. I get on the next one, maybe 10, 15 minutes later. I get off. I get lost, right? The Barneys I'm looking for is this direction. I go in the wrong direction. At some point, same thing. Trust, right? Surrender. There's always something moving ahead of us. Yeah. I thought about 9-11 and how many people missed their flights, how many people missed their cabs. I thought about the people who called in sick from the World Trade Center that day on that floor, right? And it's calm. It's, it's already taken care of. So I find it. I walk in. I go to the maybe second or third floor. Uh, I find the boots. I'm looking around and something says, go downstairs right now. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I literally just got here. I just walked in. It's like, go downstairs right now. I'm like, okay. I go downstairs. I walk out the doors. As soon as I turn left, I hear a skirt. No. Boom. I look to my right because I just went out left. I look to my right and there's a woman flying through the air. She lands on her head. Her brains splatter out the back. And I instantly when i say instantly no thought knew why i was there i went straight to her no thought it was like there it is everybody this is mother's day day before mother's day everybody's on the streets everybody's turning their heads they're oh my god because you could see her pearls I'll never forget her pearls. She had white pearls on and a blue sweater and the pearls were rolling down the street, right? You ever have something go slow motion on you? Yeah, You're just like, yeah. what the fuck? I, I was like in a superhero mode, like slow motion, but fast. I could see all the faces, everybody like, oh, oh my God, turning away. At that exact moment, a doctor and a nurse on different parts of the street. So all of us were there at the same time. Doctor comes running. Nurse comes running. I come running. It's just three of us. They go straight to her wrist. Ma'am, 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 are you there? They touch her wrist. As soon as they touch their wrist, blood comes out of her mouth, right? Now I'm watching this whole thing and I'm like, whoa. But why are you here, P? I was like, you're here for the spiritual part. So let's go. So I go down to her feet and I just hold her feet and I close my eyes. There's chaos around me and I close my eyes and I just tap in and I start breathing with her, tapping in. And at some point we like lock in and I say, hey, I'm here. This is all with the mind. If it's time to go, I'm here. If it's time to stay, I'm here. But you're not alone. And we're just breathing, breathing, breathing. And there's a moment. I don't know how many minutes went by, but the ambulance had taped. There was enough time where there was tape around me. So nobody was on that street except for 
us and they were the paramedics were pulling up i think the police had taped it up there's a moment as they were getting ready to do whatever they were going to do with her i had let go of her feet but i was still right there at her on my knees in the middle of a new york street there's a moment where something said open your eyes this is it i opened my eyes i looked at her and she went That was it. Wow. That was it. So what did that moment do to slash for me? One, it gave me PTSD. Scared the shit out of me. Every time I saw a car for fucking years, um, I'd look across the street like 12 times when everybody else just looks once, twice, 12. Um, what did it do for me? It reminded me that we are not our bodies, that there is more to us than these skin suits. What did it do for me? It lit a fire under my ass to uh, leave when it's time for me to leave uh, with no gas left in my tank, to have given everything I possibly have and to have inspired and ignited something within anybody who ever, I mean, if I'm taking a piss at a fucking club in a bathroom, anybody who comes in contact with me, my job is to transfer to give them a reminder of how beautiful, how powerful, and how amazing they truly are. And so that thing just was like pure lighter fluid. There, it, it took the part out of me that thought I could fail. I think that men especially, we've been taught so much. You got to win, you got to win, and you don't want to fail. So you avoid pain, you avoid this, you avoid that. And that moment, just gave me the like, let's go juice. Like there is no failure. As long as there's breath in this body I, and I can get back up, I can't fail. Things can um, have an expiration date. But if, the, if I'm still here and I have a confirmation number called my heart still beating, you can't stop me. And not just me. Right? I teach my students all the time. For me, there's only one power, not two. Gandhi used the power and Hitler used the power. Jamie uses the power and Preston uses the power. Jesus used the power. The question is, how willing are we to own it? How willing are we to tap in daily four levels of consciousness to me, by me, through me, as me? I jump to number three every day. How can I be used in such a way that, that someone remembers how can i be used in such a way that someone says i needed that thank you right and because life is so interesting and cyclical i open myself up to receiving because i know it's none of it i don't it doesn't belong to me none of this stuff is ours we're renting it right so i'm a yes to money because i know what i'm a yes to as well which is service so the more money flowing my way, the more I can serve. Let's go. I hope you got a ton of value out of that and really consider where you're going to go into 2023. In fact, drop comments. What did you take from this? What are you going to implement in your life based on what you just learned? And I would really appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us grow the show. Appreciate your patronage. Have a great, great day. <laughs>